You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As I promised, Sue Parks is sitting here in the studio. She's founder and chief executive of ICOUNT. As a corporate wellness expert, Sue Parks founded a firm for implementing wellness into organizational culture through activating and implementing programs. ICOUNT believes in achieving engagement within all levels by applying basic human needs into programs. If you're looking for a corporate wellness and engagement. This is the firm for you, ladies and gentlemen. Sue Park is joining us today to share how we can all implement wellness in the firms through a little engagement and integration. Sue Parks, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's great to have you here. You know, I'd like to also let our audience know that we love reviews here on Critical Mass Radio Show. If you do me a favor and going to your favorite podcasting software, type a short review. This is a great way for you to help others to find our show. Since we started in 2009, we've reached over 180,000 listeners with our podcast. So can we start by asking you to tell the audience a little bit about your path? You know, how did you get to iCount? Absolutely. Thanks, Rick. Um, I was a corporate executive for a number of years, and as I took on more and more responsibilities, I realized the better I took care of myself, the better leader that I was. The okay. more energy I had, the more productive I was, the better able I was to handle very complex situations. And I started helping the other people around me, and it became kind of a passion, besides everything else that I was doing in terms of running these organizations. And, you know, they always say, follow your passion. Yes. I think you're following your passion. Yes. I um, was in an airport one night, and my flight was canceled in Omaha, and I was sitting there pacing the floor, getting my exercise in, thinking about all the things that I love about being in Orange County, and I was on the road all the time, and I thought, I'm going to start my own company. What am I passionate about? About helping people stay healthy in the midst of corporate culture. That's what I did. Wow. Tell me it was a winter day. Just round out the story. Was it like blizzard in Omaha? It was blizzard. I had blisters on my ears from frostbite kind of thing. Terrible. I'd walk 10 miles there. Yes, in the cold. Couldn't yeah. get to the airport. Couldn't it was snowed in. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, that's. I love it when an entrepreneur takes something that they're doing anyway because they're enjoying it, like you were in, in the corporate world with helping people with wellness and yourself and decide to take a business and make a business on that. I think that's a powerful way that's really truly connected to who you are as a being. Well, I think it's really important in what we do because, quite frankly, most of what we have to affect is corporate culture. And because I came from running organizations, you know, I had 18,000 people reporting up to me and major uh, P&Ls. Again, nothing to do with wellness, but I realized the importance of this when you start writing the checks for your healthcare company, you start right. seeing what um, the human toll on people that aren't having balance in their life, aren't taking good care of themselves on a personal level. It becomes very much a visible passion. But really, it starts with corporate culture. And because we have that background within our company, I think we really understand that better than a lot of the other firms out there. Oh, okay. So that's a unique differentiator. Is- it sure is, Rick. <laughs> oh, no, really? Because yeah. you... you- you can empathize at a level that's genuine, having walked in their shoes. Stress is such a negative 
part of the corporate culture, isn't it? Yes. Now, a certain amount of stress is good. We always, oh, really? um, yeah. So, okay. um, coming on a radio show with you, for example, little stresses. There are the daily stresses. It's the chronic, long-term yes. stress that is debilitating to people, and we really try to focus on helping organizations recognize that. Sometimes leaders who are under a lot of stress don't want to use the word stress because it makes them sound weak. Right. So we might like they turn can't it, handle it, right? Exactly. Right. So we might turn it into um, about being present, about making good decisions, <laughs> about that's great being. Um, you know, ready to engage their people no matter what they do. So there's a different way to spin stress. Okay. But at the end of the day, what we have to help people with in the in this particular case is helping people sometimes let go of their technology, listen to a conversation, come to a meeting and actually listen to what's going on, um, stop multitasking all the time and do one thing and do it really well. Uh-huh. And we've lost, a lot of us have lost that. As you're, uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking of quieting your mind. I mean, it's there's so many distractions, right? Even for entrepreneurs, middle market CEOs running, you know, mid-sized companies, but a large company with 16,000 employees across the globe or wherever they might be with multiple lines of business, there's always a fire somewhere that you should probably feel like you should be paying attention to, right? There always is, but you have to surround yourself with good people, people um, you need to build on your team, you need to have that collaboration, and you need to make sure that your team is is operating the best that they can be, and that's what our company helps focus on. But we also look through all the everybody within an organization, so not just the senior team, but right. we really like to set the stage to say modeling behavior about health and wellness. I mean, you don't have to be perfect. I right. mean, if everybody in the company is a triathlete, you know, that's that creates an own, own level of stress, right? Right, competitive. You wanna, yeah. yeah, you want to have people understand just by modeling, that they do go to their doctor, that they do leave their desk sometimes at lunch. They do believe that getting up um, occasionally is a good thing. They can go on a vacation and separate themselves from technology. Role modeling behavior as a leader is really, really key to the success of a program. And so we help companies do that. So kind of two follow-up questions. One, in your experience working with these companies, is there any industry that tends to ex- the companies in that industry tend to exhibit more stressful behaviors than others that you've observed, or is it pretty much all companies have their stressors and iCount can help them? I think all companies have their their stressors. I think again, a lot of the culture it starts at the top and it starts with being very clear about roles and objectives. It's very clear about your value system and helping employees understand that the first time they can start working at your company, that this is important, taking good care of yourself is important. Mm-hmm. Um, those things can start at the top, but every company has their own stresses. And it's crazy to me because I think about sometimes what I did in my past life and the biggest excuse why people say they don't take better care of themselves is what? What do you think? They They don't have time. They don't have time, right? right? Nobody has time anymore, right? Right. Well, um, you know, the idea is that people fill time doing Facebook and they fill time, you know, doing mindless things, right? Like worrying. Like worrying, where they could do you know, get up and walk for 10 minutes, right? right? We, we're big proponents of helping everybody move more and just understanding simple things throughout the day for them to be more active and many other things that go along with that. We're talking with Sue Park. She's the founder and chief executive of iCount. So tell me how iCount 
cozy in. I understand with your experience and the culture that you've built in your firm, how you can appreciate and, and differentiate your brand. Um, what is it that you're doing for your clients? What are you bringing to them that another wellness or no wellness program isn't? What are they getting from their relationship with ICOM? I think a lot of companies start in thinking about wellness these days in terms of technology. And so we have a very robust online platform yeah, and sexy, mobile right? tools yeah. and everything. Wearable computers uh, and You betcha. Our, our blah, site blah, blah. integrates with all the Fitbits and everything okay. else, right? So we make That's sure almost takeable stakes, so, right? Well, not in, in many cases it is, would, right? You need, okay. that, you need that kind of platform and that technology to to be like a really true um, partner to somebody. But in the end of the day, the technology to some degree is, is something that you can develop and provide for everybody. Understand how a company works, understanding how decision gets made, understanding how to really under, find the underlying thing that's going on with employees and why they aren't more engaged. Those are things I think we add because, again, we have our background in corporate culture and we have experienced people that are actually, they almost say outsource it to us. And so we become okay. an extension okay. of the corporate team because the HR people were normally wellness lands. They're so busy because they're busy handling all the, the health issues. They're handling benefits. They're handling 401ks, all that stuff. And so wellness sometimes gets put to the side because it can seem softer. Right. But if you think that... Well, it's the, foreign to them, too, and it's not their expertise. It's not their expertise, right? So they can bring us in, and we actually become a department for them. We make them heroes. We make them look fabulous because right. they have all of a sudden a team, and we'll help with the communication tools. We'll run the wellness committee meetings. We'll create the posters and the signage. We'll lead the kickoff meetings. We'll do everything we can to help them engage to cause that company to be successful. Yeah, that's what I read in the open, and, and I think that's what the key thing, as with any corporate initiative, regardless of how big your company is, you can have a 100-people company, too. If you launch a wellness program and you have all the best intentions, but no, and there's no take-up rate, it doesn't change behavior, people don't do things because of it, then you really had a failed program. Right. right. So we took over for a company um, a year or so ago, and that company has a couple thousand employees. And they have this big deal about how they're going to transfer the platform they've been using um, to us so people didn't have to re-sign on and et cetera. So, you know, I'm going through thinking about this with my IT team and et cetera. And then I finally asked the important question, how many people are there engaged? And there were two. <laughs> so, really, oh, wow. I could have walked over to their homes and helped them, you know, get engaged. So, two. yeah, they were two. So, anyway. We were probably doing this anyway, anyway right? And this right. was just uh, An- another icing on the Didn't yeah. change any behavior exactly exactly it wasn't that's the key it is all about key it's corporate culture and changing individual behavior and behavior changes hard and we've got to get people to make that mental commitment to themselves and that might come from an app but ideally or obviously it's not and it's not just because they're more gyms or more fitness professionals because if if we all use them, everybody in America would be healthy. Right. There's more to it. That right. we're, we're stressed. We feel we have no time. We haven't thought about prioritizing differently. We're scared to make a mistake. We're scared to find out what's wrong with us. So right. we need to help people take it step at a time, do simple things that all add up. As everything starts in one step, right? Right. And you, and you start going, and that's what we're really good at. So, And we love what we do, and I think the companies appreciate that, that we are totally become part of their team to help them be successful. Because I, I'm not sure how you have a sustainable, healthy culture 
without having a healthy workforce. You can't. Right. How could you? I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking those two are... And I would think for millennials who are coming into the job market now, the the things that we've talked about with you and what you're doing for your uh, employers, that that that's what I think they value, right? I mean, the wellness programs for a millennial is probably technology enabled. They're very comfortable with that, and and I would think they would expect some level of sophisticated wellness programs for their employers, especially the larger employers that they were going to be going to. Absolutely, absolutely. Now every generation has its own. Um, scenarios, right? Their okay. own challenges, etc. But I do think that right now, if for a company to be competitive and to retain their good people, having a wellness program is something that the millennial generation absolutely expects. Right. And, and I could see that. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but my sense is having also worked for large corporations for 21 of my years, there are a lot of programs that get put up on the wall and rah rah and don't ever get take up and and people just look at that like oh that's a that, that was an initiative that somebody thought of but that really wasn't it wasn't truly supported by the leadership and 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 i i think what i heard you say earlier is that it, for this to really be sustainable it has to have tone at the top absolutely i mean the guy the the president doesn't she doesn't have to come out and exercise with everybody and be the leader of the 5k but it needs to be something that they're walking the talk, I would think. Right, absolutely. And so we'll even do things like we'll script the CEO comments. We'll script for town hall meetings. We'll make sure that recognition is given out to employees at different meetings in terms of people that are doing accomplished things. We look at every way that we can help to reinforce the message. And those all add up. Again, integrated really is key and that's one of the things we do we'll brand the program again what we have to make sure because you nailed it is it can't be the program of the month that this was just somebody launched it and then it's done oh they're just trying to save on their health care premium so they've launched this program so that we get in shape so they save money on us right that's a cynical approach but i would think if it's not done well or so let's hold that thought because i'm i'm curious from an entrepreneur's perspective if you've encountered kind of an anti-wellness culture just because the employees might have been through some of these not well thought through programs in the past hold that thought see if you have any experience with with iCount and how you've helped your companies so we're going to take a quick break here ladies and gentlemen we're going to be back in less than 60 seconds with sue parks we're going to talk about that and a couple other things around wellness and corporate wellness after these words from our sponsors Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. 
Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Sue Parks is our guest. She's the founder and chief executive of ICON. And we're going to get back to the interview in just a minute. But first, I'd like to let you know that a great way to stay informed about our great guests like Sue is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. If you go to my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com, at the bottom of any page, any page, I tell you, there's a join our mailing list box. Simply type your email address in, hit subscribe, and you will start receiving our weekly, just one time a week, newsletter with information about our upcoming guests and special insights for me. I certainly hope you'll join our mailing list. All right, Sue, right before the break, I ask you if you could think about a time when you had to kind of actually undo maybe some previous belief systems about wellness programs. Can you share with us an experience that you had at ICOUNT mm-hmm. to do that? Absolutely. Um, a lot of companies will just throw incentive dollars at this and hoping that people get well. <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of a nice, if you're already healthy, it's kind of a, a perk. And that right. really is what happens is when companies put a lot of incentive dollars out there um, and maybe do it in the form of challenges or contests and all that, the people that are already healthy, like jump on it. And the people that you really want to impact feel intimidated and they feel that they're never going to have an opportunity to win that. So we face that quite a bit at a, several companies. And the other thing that we face that I'm thinking of very specifically are companies that view something as the biggest loser as a wellness program. Oh, wow. And this is this goes on because they're if you think they're prepackaged, they're kind of easy to get started. And I look at it if a company wants to do that, it's not a wellness program. That's nothing sustainable about no, weight not. management in terms of that going on. And again they'll try to use incentives to get people to engage. And all the studies show that people gain more weight after these end because people do stupid things to win the money, right? And then you get back into your normal thing. So I have to come in in several cases and maybe take a challenge that has been tweaked just um, has been done primarily benefiting the people that are already active or right. programs that they believe are wellness, like Biggest Loser, and try to change the culture into what is a sustainable weight management program? What are programs that work for all of your people? How do we get the people that aren't already engaged? So I'm working on a couple of those right now. It would seem to me, Sue, that a successful, sustainable wellness program that everybody gains from, employees, company, etc., is one that's personalized down to the individual employee, where they really sit and make a commitment against a set of goals that, that, that I count and the employer enable, help to make happen. I mean, is that the formula for success? Yes, and it depends on what is going on at the company. So I'll say that we customize the the program, the challenges, the tools that we offer based on company culture. We try to make it as relevant and fun. So I have a company right now that is in Hawaii and they're here. And so we have the fun challenge going on that we've called the fruit cup because it's the pineapples versus the oranges. <laughs> but we'll make it fun. You right. know, make it fun for people. It's customized to them. That's not going to make sense for a law firm. It's right. not going to make any sense. So how do we take and get people engaged and captivate them like in the fun challenge kind of way and get wide buy-in throughout the company. A lot of companies are really competitive. They want to compete one location versus another location. Okay. Some of our more um, institutional organizations aren't competitive. Schools, etc. They don't want any more competition. They right. want everything to be you know, group want- winning prizes or whatever you want to do. So all of that stuff we can do on the corporate side. But to your point is catching somebody maybe after a biometric test to say when they've gotten their actual 
social information. What do you really want to work on? What is your one wellness goal? Don't tackle everything in the world. What's one thing that we can focus on together for the next three months? And we have wellness coaches that Hmm. actually do that work with people. And most of it's telephonically or by texting and all that. But we we try to capture people right when they're making that decision. And not try to make it like you have to solve all the world's problems. But again, I keep coming back to one step, one simple goal that you right. can do at a time. So as the company or whether it's the individual, we try to take that custom approach. Right. And we're talking with Sue Parks and we're talking about her company, iCount. She's the founder and chief executive of that firm. Um, it seems to me, too, that for some of the people who, who, who need the who benefit the most from the wellness, they see some of the best early results, right? Because when you're, when you're not active and you become, you, you ignite and accelerate and you become engaged and active, you can really see some pretty quick benefits that I would think would fuel further desire to even do more things in the wellness program. I, I would see that well-run wellness programs in large companies can really then become a part of the culture. Oh, absolutely. And people become really positive about themselves. They start feeling better, so they're more engaged. They're happier, right, which makes sense. They're better team skills. But we also make sure that the company is sharing the success stories. We obviously, with permission of the people involved, but normally people want to share their success story, right? So, again, everything that needs to be confidential is confidential and everything. But the idea of sharing some of these stories, um, it inspires other people. And it inspires other people because they say, oh, it's not just the person that was already doing the triathlons, right? Yeah, it's not just Bill. Yeah, Yeah. Bill wins everything, right? That kind of thing. So you find those people and you start sharing those stories and it becomes part of the momentum. And simple things. Again, it might be obvious to us, but I've been in meetings where people have no idea that you're a tennis player. I'm a tennis player. I haven't played tennis. Oh, for. Wow. Let's go. Right. Let's start doing this. You like to hike. I like to hike. Let's get our families together. Wow. And they start forming bonds. Wow, that's and like powerful. Community. Yeah. That's so there's the a whole, stitching it together. Then. Yeah. There's right. a whole social thing that comes out of this, right. you know, helping each other. Some companies, they form accountability buddies. They find somebody else in the company to keep them engaged and help them in terms of keeping up to, okay, the walk at lunch, you know, you're going to set it down because I have no time. I can't eat. Mm -hmm. Right. But 20 minutes, you know, you can go out for lunch and walk and their partner, make sure that they go do that. So those little success stories start adding up. People start knowing each other better. Team collaboration is better. People are more comfortable with each other. They share more. Business improves. Everyone's happy. It's perfect. Okay. So for, for my type D's out there who, who like data, is there Is there research that shows an ROI on wellness programs? There's a lot of research, and anybody can rip anything to shreds probably, but the most definitive Harvard Business Review did a number of studies on large companies and medium to large companies and found that the return can be up to six to one in terms of investment. But the biggest thing that they said was, and the soft findings will surprise you, and the point is, How do you measure better teamwork? How do you measure higher productivity in some things where you might have everybody else taking credit for it, right? You know, because everybody's like, well, no, that was my technology. technology. That was my session, right, Right. or whatever. Okay. And so overall, you start seeing that improvement. But again, if you believe um, Harvard Business Review is six to one, there are other things. If you talk to an enlightened leadership team, 
they'll say, much like rolling out quality or sustainability, one, it's the right thing to do. Right. And two, it doesn't take me a lot of science to know that healthier, happy employees are more productive, right? <laughs> yeah, and right. So, but again, if it's not, everything can break down at middle management, right? We all know that. Right. And so that's where you really need a structure around it. You wouldn't roll out you know, years ago when we all rolled out quality, you wouldn't roll out quality without a plan, without a structure and all that. It needs structure, and it needs to be kept fresh. It needs to be kept fun. You've got new people coming in. You've got people who lost their way for a little bit. You always need to be fresh and engaging, but you can absolutely make it part of the culture that works. So if there was one or two things that, say, there's a CEO of a middle market company who says, boy, I'd like to... I'd like to begin to change the culture to focus on wellness. Are there some simple tips you could give them? I'm kind of off script here, but I'm just wondering, you know, it's like I'm, I'm toying with the idea of getting one of those stand-up desks kind of a thing just to try to be more mobile. But any quick ideas you might give our audience today? Sue Parks? I would say that uh, besides calling me or contacting us, I would say the best thing that they could do is maybe just start taking those 20-minute walks at, walks at lunch and encourage anybody to join them mm. and start a path because what is going to happen is you're going to learn more about your employees, you're going to develop, find out what's really going on at your company, and you're going to help them at the same time. You're going to help them just get out and get some fresh air, but it can become part of your corporate culture that you're more accessible. And you don't have to be the CEO. You could be the COO. You could be middle management. But just by getting up on your desk and doing something like that and encouraging other people to come on board or, hey, let's have a one-on-one. Let's go out and talk. Tell me about that project. Right. You will have the whole company buzzing about what effective leader you are. Wow. And how cool is that? That's a great Just tip. for a walk. Thank you. So if someone does want to get in touch with you, Sue Parks, how do they find you online? Um, they could go to www.icountwellness.com. Um, they could go to sue at icountwellness.com. They could go to info at icountwellness.com. Just go to icountwellness.com. And it's I is in the letter I. Correct. Yes. Right. Thank you. You've been the delight. Uh, thanks for being a friend of the program and a part of the critical mass community. I appreciate what you're doing for so many people in so many companies and giving up your time today to be on the show. You're wonderful, Rick. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. It's brought to us by our sponsor, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and TN Company. Our engineer for today's show was Paul Roberts. I'm your host, Rick Franzi, and Joan Park is our producer. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit my website, criticalmass4business.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 